Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Father, we thank you for allowing us to get into your presence this evening on the first night of Hanukkah. Lord, this is the pagan Christmas night of most of the world and people get angry when you tell them about how bad it is for Christmas to be celebrating it. And they don't want to hear it. But Lord, we don't want to understand that we are being judged by your words and we are required to desire to be spotless. And we can't stand around and miss and lies and be spotless before you when we are worshiping the ways of the world, committing fornication with the world. In its ways and in no way does Christmas honor you. It's like milk knowledge, teaching children about Christmas and about your birth and all that and giving it gifts while you're covering up the crimes of it being a pagan time and not related to your birth at all. And some people try to twist the scriptures to get it there. But that's not what I'd like to talk about tonight, Lord. Tonight being the first night of rededication. The first night, dear Lord, when your light isn't is extended to the people. Lord, I pray that they would understand that the winter has come, and this is the winter that you're telling in your prophetic word, and many scriptures, Lord, indicate that this is the time of judgment. This is the winter of war. It appears, dear Lord, that this is that time we've been waiting on for all this time. Lord, the world is getting geared up for all these things, and there's such deceit and evil and hidden things and secret things being made known. And Lord, they can't keep the the crimes hidden much longer of the Crown Trust, the Queen and the Rothschilds and the Bush families and all these elite American families, Lord, that are serving the harlot. Lord, they can they cannot keep that quiet much longer. And Lord, it's almost, uh, I almost want to vomit when I hear the, the Pope and them, dear Lord, de- declaring their desire for more peace and all these things when they are the ones and they they cry about the poor. And dear Lord, they're robbing the poor. They're making the people poor. The Vatican Bank is involved with the collection of the IRS taxes and stealing the money from the people. And the, you know, the occult, the uplisks they have there and all those things. Lord, it's just very sad to see all these things going on at this time of rededication. But I'd like to focus on Two scriptures quickly, Lord, and I won't keep this long tonight. Lord, I don't know how much time people have to hear anything. Dear Lord, it was interesting if you were speaking, Lord, and you were teaching the things that are opening the words like this, dear God, that people would follow you for days. Many people, of course, followed you to bring the sick. But Lord, if the people would bring their people and follow the word and seek after the knowledge of the words in this day, healing would come. Lord, they don't want to believe these things. They don't seek it. They don't chase it. And they don't want to hear it. And they, they would in no way sit for three days and just listen to the message as they did in your days. Lord, they followed you even from city to city so you could speak on the ways and so forth. And dear Lord, even hear from the disciples as they're walking with them. 
Lord, I pray that people begin to understand these times. This is the time you're coming to be king. Lord, back then, it wasn't the time. But Lord, this is that appointed time when you are coming to be king and the people aren't even interested in hearing about it. In those days, they were doing anything to learn about when you're going to establish your kingdom on the earth. And Lord, now we're in that appointed time and the people don't want to hear. They want to stay with the world nations. Lord, you told them that you're going to bring all the nations against your people at this time. All the nations are going to come against Israel. They're going to come against um, the, all the people, the words of peace. But Lord, there's a description in Jeremiah 16 and Jeremiah 23 that gives us indication of something very intriguing. And Lord, I pray that people would hear this message and begin to understand. Lord, uh, in the last two months, I've explained about John 21 and the 153 fish, the great fish, and how that chapter was was written about how you showed them your ways, your words. And dear Lord, the message that you were sent in as the Messiah was to make known the words of God that are the inheritance of all of us. For those to whom the words come, they become like little gods, as you said in John 10, 34 to 36. And people don't want to believe that your words are higher than ours or that your thoughts and your ways are higher than ours. Or they, they weren't taught that in their schools or churches. And because of that, they're profaning your name all over the world. Dear Lord, the shepherds are blocking your words from being taught the same as it was by the rabbis in your day when you came the first time. But now, dear Lord, people should listen. This verse I'd like to speak about is in Jeremiah 16. And it's 14 to 16. I'd like to read it because it's very important. And I'd like to preface this with the fact that in Matthew 21, 43 to 44, you warned the people, people of Israel, that you were going to take the kingdom away from them and send it to the Gentiles, to another nation. And it's not just the Gentiles. The Gentiles' job, the Gentiles' job, their work is to make known the words to everybody, including Israel. We are not doing that. We're trying to help them and petition the UN and all these kind of things to help them with the world, which is walking after those who fornicate with the world. But we consider that righteous. That's not righteous. That's not even being obedient. In Jeremiah 16, 14 to 16, and you also tell of this same line in um, uh, Jeremiah 23, 6, 7, 8, and so on. The whole chapter of Jeremiah 23 should be a major wake-up call to everybody, as, as was this one in Jeremiah 16. It says this, understanding that in the last days the Gentiles would receive the words, which is exactly what it said in Jeremiah, I mean, excuse me, <clears throat> in Acts 28.28. 28. Paul says it's been sent to the Gentiles. But the time of the Gentiles is explained in Zechariah 14. 6 and 7. <clears throat> it's when the Lord opens his words at the time of the end, the day of the Lord began. And it meant that it was open to, the, the, to everybody on the earth. But the Gentiles are going to receive it first. And here is the message that teaches this. It tells you in Jeremiah 16, 14 and 16, it says, Therefore, behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that it shall be no more said, that it shall no more be said, the Lord lives who brought up the children of Israel from the land of Egypt. But 
The Lord lives who brought the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands where he had driven them. For I will bring them back into their land, which I gave to their fathers. Behold, I will send for many fishermen, says the Lord, and they will shall fish them. And afterward, I will send for many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain and every hill and out of the holes of the rocks. For my eyes see, for my eyes are on all their ways. They are not hidden from my face, nor is their iniquity hidden from my eyes. And first, I will repay double for their iniquity and their sin. Because they have defiled my land, they have filled my inheritance with the carcasses of their detestable and abominable idols. All you have to do, for one, is look at the fact that they put the the uh, Supreme Court as an occultic building. Idols, obelisk, and stuff like that are all in that thing. It's a terrible thing. And they got the the um, uh, what do you call the mason signs all over the country and they have set up the Vatican there they Shimon Perez I think it was in 1993 signed Jerusalem over to the Vatican and people aren't being aware of this Shimon Perez also is on the record people have testimony of him coming exploring the drug labs in in um Nicaragua and so on with the Bush family and the sending them the, they sent the, the what do you call those soldiers of the Mossad to help the Bush family with their drug problems and all this they did all the evil dirty work so Shimon Perez was not in any ways walking righteously he was walking in the way of the harlot and walking in fornication people need to come out for them and Netanyahu is doing the same thing and people ignore all this truth it's fact. You can see it. The testimonies are on the internet. The proof is in the pudding. <clears throat> and I was told by the Knights of the Templar they always use the Mossad, which is controlled by Netanyahu. So people need to understand the truth of these situations. So they have, you know, profaned your name everywhere. But, you know, understand that Jerusalem, Israel, is God's kingdom. He is going to save a remnant because he promised it to to David. And he also said that the scepter would never leave the land, uh, the hand of Judah. And as you see in Revelation 7, the first tribe sealed is Judah. And it has to be this way. But they're sealed. The words are already opened in, in Revelation 6. The Gentiles are the ones receiving the words, they were open to the Gentiles. Israel wouldn't receive it the first time, so he said they were sent to the Gentiles. So the Gentiles opened it. God said he would have a messenger. Open the words. And as you see in here, he's going to call for Israel to come back. But how's he going to do it? He's going to send fishermen to get them. I explained in John 21 that the Lord explaining his ways shows us that the fish... All right, the fish are symbolic of the words of God. He said, take these fish and go feed my people. They were symbolic of the 153 great words of God that are set apart higher than all the other, those words in other languages. And the whole Bible is testifying of these words and of the promises that they unlock. They're simple. That God's ways are greater than our ways, but we just don't want to believe it. 
We want to believe the ways of the world that are being dedicated, controlled by the Crown Trust and by our governments and by the Vatican. And he would have, you know, evangelical preachers, shepherds and stuff going to the Vatican and making pacts with the Vatican to bring about a one-world government led by elite. Even the Pope is telling this is what they need to do. And yet, you know, the Vatican's sitting on trillions of dollars and they're not helping the poor. And they're telling people to help the poor. <laughs> it's such a joke. It's terrible. I was involved with understanding the, the amount of Vatican's some of the dirty things they're doing and the laundering of money and everything else. They're so rich, it's under, unbelievable. But, you know, the Vatican Bank is controlled by the Rothschilds and operated by them. So, you know, it, 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 even if you don't believe that, believe the scripture here. The scripture in Luke, uh, Jeremiah 16 here, 14 to 16, 14 to 18, however you want to do it. I read more than 16, up to 16. I went past that. But what it's saying is fishermen, he's going to call. In other words, the Lord is going to call forth the Gentiles who receive the words, and they're going to explain these words and the ways to the people of Israel, and they're going to receive it. But the ones that must come out first and get this word is Judah. They're the ones that's going to deliver their people. They're the Judah and the lion. It's going to roar at this time because it's going to get the words. And the tribe in, in Israel, the tribe of Judah is... Uh, well, the major tribes there right now, they don't let all the tribes in, only I think some of the Levi's and I think some of the Benjamin tribes. I can't remember which ones they let in, but only a few. They have others, I believe, but this is the tribes that they're allowing to come back in. They're not doing it rightly. You know, they're, they're, this whole thing is a mess. But the Lord is telling us it's a mess in Jeremiah 16. 14 and 16. He's telling them they don't have a knowledge. And they're going to get the knowledge back from the Gentiles. That's what their scripture is telling us. The Lord is speaking this through Jeremiah, one of the greatest prophets to ever live. And he's echoing it twice. He tells it again. And it it parallels with, with, Revel I mean, with Zechariah 14, where it says that the one shepherd is going to come. See, one of the things it's doing is that they're going to, Judah has to come forth now. The Gentiles have gotten the words. There are people of the Gentiles. I'm a Gentile. We've gotten the words. The knowledge is here. It isn't going to go away. And God is now going to cause the people because they're going to understand the fish. And why does he say they need to be fished? Because they're in the way of the world. See, the, in Job 26, 7, it tells you that the north country, the walls of the firmament are the north country. It means all the world is the north. These people are of the world. And what he's saying is they're going to come out of the world. And he's also saying some of them aren't. Some are Messianic Jews, for example. They're not falling. They're falling after Christ. They're not falling after the way of the world. And there are Christian Jews all over the world who are believing in the Lord, believing he's the Messiah. And, but they don't have the words. And he says he's going to bring them out of there, too. If you see what he says, he says he's going to bring them out of the north and wherever else they've gone. There are people that are just Jews that are uh, pe people of the tribes of Israel that are just good people. A lot of people don't know they're of the tribes because they were lost. But God's going to identify them. The Spirit's going to tell them clearly. And the blood will testify to it. God knows. And he's going to be king. Come when when the Lord God, who knows every one of us, and everything about us and all of our history 
when he rules beginning in April, there's no doubt what tribe you'll be in. Even if you're grafted in, you'll know you were grafted in. But if you were of the original tribes, he's going to identify. You can't fool the Lord. He has all the resources of heaven under his disposal, all the angels, everybody. There's no doubting who you are. You can't say and lie. It's like he tells you in the book of Revelation in uh, chapters uh, 3 and 4. He tells you, or 2 and 3, he tells you, you know, these people say they're Jews and they are not. He hates them. Don't try to proclaim something you're not. You don't have a bloodline to Solomon. You don't have a right to the bloodline of Solomon if you're walking in the way of the world with the harlot, the queen, and the dragon, and the rest of it. Uh, that's not going to get get you there. It's going to get you cast out. You won't even be of the of the tribes. You'll be you're you're thrown out. Uh, you'll be cast into punishment. Now, the interesting thing in this verse is also the Lord is telling the people that He's going to send the fishermen first. These are the ones with the words that are going to tell the people the words. Like we've been trying to get the message to Israel to the people. They don't want to receive it. But it's the words of God. Deuteronomy 18, 18, 19. Jesus was sent into the world and they denied him as the Messiah when he came and made known the words. And now we're sending him again. He sent them as a messenger. And for 13 and a half years, the word has been called out. And the words and people are trying to do fishermen. You do the way of the words for these people. And there are people, they're giving people cups of cold water and all this thing with the knowledge of the words and the knowledge of what they're doing. God knows, and it's recorded in heaven. It says it will never come back void. It will be done because it's the word of God they're doing. If they're doing it with the right heart to bring salvation and, and repentance to the people and awakening, it will be answered from heaven. And so he's telling us that at this time. This is the great message of rededication. We must have this revival. Now, the good news is this. The world... God says he's going to stir the people up and cause this revival to come. They're going to recognize they must do what it says in Joel 2, 12 to 20. And then they'll drive the northern army far away from us. But the Lord is telling us that he's going to seal the 12 tribes before the 144,000 of the 12 tribes. going to seal them before he stirs up the war. This is the Ezekiel 38 war. The war of Armageddon is a separate war at the end. First, the Lord's going to, you know, this is the season the Lord takes over. And then you have the seven-year reign of the Lord. And then you have the 42 months where the 10 kings and the Antichrist rule together. And the 10 kings give their crowns to the Antichrist, just like all the nation's leaders at this time have given their rights and authority over to the queen. And that's what they've done. Rothschild and the queen, crown trust, run the world. And that's why it says that that wound uh, that was of this beast kingdom will be rehealed because they're going to do the same thing. The ten kings are going to give their crowns over to the Antichrist again. So now you have that little horn reborn again because he's going to rule over the world. And that's just like now. You have the, the queen and the Rothschilds are ruling over the world. And they're, they're friends, you could call it. They're friends being the, the Vatican, you know, the Rockefellers, the Bush family, the... Um, all, all these families, even Merkel and them, they're all part of this family of leaders that are following this harlot. And they're all going to perdition. And this is their year of their judgment. They, they, they have a very short time before their punishment comes. Very short time. And they're walking around like they got it all figured out. And they're going to be able to respond in anything that the world does, they can handle it. But they don't understand. They can't even come out. Their mind will be, remain confused until God pulls them. God has been waiting on us to pull them to come forth because he wants to overthrow them. 
He wants to punish them because what they've done is horrifically evil. The abortions, all these things they're doing and we're allowing it to be done and that blood is on us and on the fathers of these children and the mothers that are allowing these abortions to happen. What a terrible thing. And all the lies and deceit of the court system, the judges and the clerks, all of them, all this stuff is going on. But let me get the main message here. The main message is that the Lord is saying the Gentiles are going to give, going to go forth and do the way the words and make known the words of these people. It's going to bring out the remnant. And God is going to seal that remnant. As the remnant is going to bring forth the rest of the tribes. They're going to get all of them. But Judah must come. The scepter, the people of Judah must recognize. And that's what the Lord is saying. They're going to reign until Shiloh comes. Shiloh is that one, the one, the one shepherd. And that's the Lord. And he reigns in April. So they're, they're only having a short time to reign, but they must do their work because their work is to come out first. Their work is to be sealed first. Their work is to hear the words. And they must hear this word or they're going to be punished because it was given to them to hold the scepter. It was given them to know the word. And they haven't known the word. David knew the words. These uh, Solomon spoke of the words. Queen of Sheba testified that the words of God that she saw him doing and all the servants were doing and the way they dressed and all these things. She understood they were all doing it and communicating to God in his, his language of his words. And it was enabling great things. And she said she couldn't even imagine the greatness of this. And then she saw it because she didn't believe the words when she first heard it. But you know what? That's why the Lord says that they're going to be judged at this time because when the words are spoken and talked about, the people have not come like the Queen of Sheba. She came from her country from long distance with great treasures because if these words are really that great and she could understand these words and the Spirit would cause her to know it, it was worth everything to her. See, people of today, she's standing up there in testimony against all these people that consider themselves great Christians, consider themselves safe. You know, these people like the, the people running Facebook and all these evil companies that are doing the dirty work of spying on the people and stuff for the crown so that they can put the people under their lists of who can be destroyed and who can be arrested, who can be killed and all these kind of things. That's all evil. See, that, that time has come to these people now. The judgment is coming upon them. They can't do that thing. That's acting like ham. And it's acting as when God has appointed people, you're to hear what, you know, you're to look at them and try to see what you can understand of God, not see what their mistakes are. That's not what you do in this day. This is the day you must repent. This is the time to repair the breach. That's what the tribe of Judah must do for all the tribes of Israel because they're all split and argumentative from the beginning. Now they must turn and do this. Even in the time of Joseph, they were split and arguing with each other. And now they must repair it and they must seal together and unite to fulfill all the works given to each one of those tribes to do at this time as I've talked about the different works of the tribes that are required. But the first one must be Judah. They must hear. They must listen. And their brothers must help them. The tribes must help them. And we also see that the Lord says there'll be hunters. See, the fishermen come first. And the Lord said in Deuteronomy eighteen nineteen that he's going to cause his words to be sent and they'll be spoken. But if they will not receive these words, 
He says he will hold them into account. And there goes the hunters. See, the hunters are going, they're going to get their punishment. That's what the Lord said. All these that are hunted, they will be, you know, be some of them that will come to him afterwards. But first they're going to be hunted. That means they're going to be set apart and they're going to go through the punishments and the plagues. And after those plagues, then it'll be like Miriam. You know, she had to wait seven days. These people are going to wait a lot longer, I think, maybe 21 months. But they're going to have the plagues. And after that, then they'll understand he's God if they are of the, of the Lord, if they have a heart of the Lord. But many of them are going to be hunted. And that's what he means by that. They're going to be bound. They're going to pay double for what they've done. All the profaning of his name, all the false teaching, all the rejection of the words, all the arrogance, all the cooperation with the world system, all the allowance of putting the occult like the Supreme Court building in Israel, the Masonic order in Israel, which it worships the devil. 33 level is the devil's worship. And people are part of that and saying, it's like Christmas, you know, oh, we do so many good things for people. Yeah, but what's the end result? What's it, what's it really worshiping? Because as you get more comfortable with it, and as you get more comfortable with the people, it's like you're getting foreigners in because these other people are worshiping idols, and you're allowing this to go on. You're teaching your children from the beginning with Santa Claus that lies are okay. Myths are all right. Because why? The greatest myth of all is the order of the dragon, the, the, the order of the garter. And you see them wear that garter where they wear it on their left leg because they want to have power over the world. They want to control chaos. They don't want to trust vengeance to God. They don't want to trust judgment to God. They want to do it themselves, and they are focused on that, and they have their own form of righteousness. And see, that's what's wrong with these people. They want to control. That's the world way. And it's not time for that, because God's removed their dominion at the beginning of winter. They no longer have authority to rule. They have no longer have authority to judge. And you hear the courts doing these things like the, the UN just did this thing with the Palestinian vote. They had no right for that. And those people who disobeyed God and ignored the fact that he told them to come out before the winter, they're held accountable for those votes they just gave. The American government is held accountable for abstaining and not standing up for God. See, it doesn't matter what they're doing right now because this is all... You know, it's of the world. They should be telling this is the time for Christ. This is the time to return to God. This is the time we separate ourselves from the United Nations. This is the time that we set, up our, set ourselves apart from the District of Columbia. And uh, because that's a separate nation, people don't understand that. Washington, D.C. is a separate nation. Uh, it, it's, it's a corporation that runs. It's like a nation. It's separate from the United States, but people don't understand that. It's separated from America. You know, the, and, and people know the gold trim flag is a, a military flag. It's run on the Admiralty Court, which is the Queen's Courts, the Crown's Courts. So anyway, all those things are happening. I just wanted to point out that what the Lord is saying here in Jeremiah 16, 14 to 18 or 19. You need to read those scriptures in Jeremiah 23, 6 to 7. Those are important scriptures. They're telling you what the Lord is about to do. And he's telling you that the, you know, he's, he wants the people to be fishermen. See, the, the Lord tells us the waters that the harlot sets over is all the nation's multitude and tongues because they haven't come out to the dry land. He says, come out to the firmament. Come out to him. 
Because those are the ones that are going to be standing. These are going to be cast out into the bottom of the ocean floor because God's going to open it up. Worse than, I mean, that's what he's talking about here. He says it, they won't even talk about the way Egypt was, de- I mean, Egypt was destroyed with the plagues in the Red Sea. They're going to talk about this time because massive amounts of people are going to go into the bottom of the ocean floor and the Lord is going to drive them there and he's going to punish them there with plagues and so on. And then they'll be healed and the opportunity to turn. But if they do not turn, more plagues are coming because this is the book of Revelation now. And the sealed judgments are, are all been put together. And now we're coming to the time where the morning will come. And that's when the seventh seal is manifested. It's already, you know, the seventh seal, the key thing is the judgment is done. That, that's, that's why the seven angels holding their trumpets are watching. They're in there watching because it's during their watch. So they're watching to see the reaction. If people don't do it, they blow their trumpets. And then the plagues, more plagues will come. But they'll have the opportunity to watch what happens. The plagues and everything will be coming. But then if they, you know, the the people don't turn, more plagues will come upon them. Anyway, the Lord tells us all that things. And if you read Jeremiah 23, he tells you so many things in there. You know, he's telling them, he's going to make them, feed them with wormwood. He's going to make them drink the water of gall. Um, just so many things that the Lord is going to do at this time. Anyway, um, I pray that you would understand this is the time that we must come out and have a revival. I've tried to explain the words. I've told you what it means to to be, be the words are like fish in us. They're in us from the beginning. Jeremiah, excuse me, Isaiah fifty one sixteen. He put them in at the very beginning, but he's taken the right to call upon those words out of us. We have the words because they're of our languages. They're the same words used in our languages, but without the authority of God, you can't understand the way of them in the kingdom of heaven and the way to enable them to do good works, which is what he's telling you in Proverbs one twenty three, John fourteen fifteen to seventeen, Second Corinthians twelve one to four. The entire testimony of, of Paul and, and Peter and them in the New Testament, James and all of them, they're talking about hearing the voice of the Lord, hearing and uh, hear, what is and faith. They're talking about having faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, 1 John 5, 14 to 15 tells us that, you know, if we believe in the words of God, we call upon him, then he'll do what we ask. But we can't do that if we don't abide in his way and, and we don't have understanding of his words. And in this time, when we don't do that, you're going to have the right to call upon those words taken away from us. Those are the hunters. The hunters are the people, you know, God is going to send them up and they're going to, you know, chase these people. The angels are going to separate them apart as well. But what, what's it going to do? It's going to give them plagues. If What, what he's saying about the hunter is, he first is going to be a fisherman. They're going to try to get them out of them. But then what happens is when the words are done for these people and they reject it, then what happens? They, they, they don't have a right to speak them and they, they're going to be judged by that because when they reject the words, he said, we're going to be judged by the words. That's how judgment is. So the hunters are still people with the words. Fishermen are those that want to, if people want to hear the word, they're going to pull the words out of them. But if they reject the words, they become hunters. Because what happens when they reject the word, punishment's going to come to them. So when we make known the words to them and they reject it, punishment's going to come to them. That's 
they're hunters because when that happens, you know, you've had the word revealed to you and you're judged by the words and the words are going to hunt you. They're going to follow you and deliver you into the punishment. I hope that's been understandable. And I pray it'd be meaningful to people. Lord, we just praise you and ask for you. Please, dear Lord, on this day, the dedication, the first day of Hanukkah, let the people understand what the real oil is. It's going to stay lit in the night because the oil they have is not going to stay lit. It's milk knowledge. And according to Isaiah 28, 9 to 13, you will not allow those to receive your knowledge that are only weaned on milk and that are nursing babies. Dear Lord, we pray that they would understand the nursing babies is like ministers feeding milk to children instead of the word. You know, praying over a child while you're sitting in a Santa suit with a child on your lap, that's a nursing a baby. That is not teaching the child the knowledge of the words it needs to grow up with and become a man and be saved from the world. Lord, we pray that understand these things. We ask it in thy precious name. Amen. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.